This week on Retronauts. I've been waiting for you, friends. Everybody, welcome back to Retronauts Live, episode 27. Uh, how's it going? As always, I'm your host, Bob Mackey, and I also run features for OneUp.com. And today with me, I have two very special guests. Who is to my left? Jose Otero, and, back again. And who are you, Jose? I work for OneUp.com. That is great. And who else do we have here? Scott Sharkey. We all know Scott hey, Sharkey. I don't work for anybody in particular. He is a free agent. He's the Batman of games journalism. Ronin, one might say. And mm-hmm. uh, he actually rappelled down the building to get here, so yep. we're all very happy. Right. About that. No, no comment from Scott on that. None. Uh, so today's uh, topic is going to be scary games because Halloween is right around the corner. And what is more uh, on topic than games that scare the living crap out of us? But first, we're going to go into our letters section. Yes, we have letters. I've delayed this for a few weeks because we've had some pretty intensive topics. But uh, I'm going to go over just a few of the letters we've been sent over the past three months. And if if I do my job, we should be hearing a letters theme at some point during mm. this conversation. So oh, we have a letters theme? We have uh, a jingle? I'm going I'm to okay. dig something up, yeah. Right. It, mm. it might be somebody else's letters theme, but... Uh, By men. It might be the David Letterman <laughs> le- letters, letters. We've got bags and bags of letters, but... Uh, calls, 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 calls from the public. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was thinking of working that into a, to a show, but um, I don't know if anyone would get the reference. Yeah. And if you do, If I, they don't, then they probably wouldn't yeah, be listening to this. That's I mean, true. it is old shit. Yeah. The show. So, yeah. And if you did understand that, um, please write in and I'll give you like uh, a Bitcoin for free. Uh, Jared Petty writes in. He says he likes the show. And he says that the Star Fox, Cuneo, and JRPG episodes were especially good. And hey, I agree with you. I like those ones a lot, too. I don't think I was on any of those. Uh, <laughs> they were not. Uh, their goodness had nothing to do with the fact that Sharky wasn't there. Oh, okay. Mm. I mean, I'm sure Sharky I'll try not to take it personally. I'm sure Sharky would have only added to the fun and uh-huh. greatness of these episodes. Um, okay, but Jared goes on to say, but we Retronauts listeners are fickle, demanding lot. We demand more Cat Bailey and more Scott Sharkey. Hey, Whoa. Scott. Okay. Halfway, now I'm happy. halfway there. Now, you, right. now you're better. My ego is sufficiently strong. I'm not Cat Bailey. Exactly. Although they did not, not mention Jose Otero by name. It's okay. Oh. This is like my second time around here anyway. Uh, Jared continues by saying, we demand more griping and bitching about minutia. We demand more off-topic digressions. And he says, we also demand an Apple II episode. I've been waiting since the Commodore 64 podcast for a follow-up show on home computing six-color gaming extravaganza. Please, Retronauts, caress our ear holes with sultry tales of Load Runner, Ultima, and Karateka. And that's from Jared Petty. And Jared also sent in a copy of Ultima 4, Quest of the Avatar. And I believe he called in during our JRPG oh. call-in session, if you want to pass that around. Yeah. Uh, and he Whoa. said he'd be sending it, and he indeed did. So thanks a lot, Jared. Wow. I really Fantastic. appreciate the Classic. free gift. And it's, it's got some marker on it. Yeah, it on does. the back, too. I believe there's a price top. on that. Somebody with an S in their name. Okay. And a little unimpressed sure, face. That's not a is that five, that is? Like $5.90? Five bucks. Oh, okay. oh that's yeah. five bucks. Yeah. Five yeah. I, thought it was a, I thought it was a frowny face, too, but mm. I guess it, mm. it wasn't. So just yeah. somebody five was marking it. That's what Ultima got. Yeah. 
That's okay. what we got on the Game Pro scale. Mm-hmm. Five frowny faces. So we got a five dollar magic marker Ultima. <laughs> yeah, so thanks, Jared. I will try to play this when I have time, which will probably be never, but I'm gonna try to get an old school <laughs> NES hooked up to my desk and maybe try to figure out a way we to have an old one. We I know we do, yeah. yeah. I was eyeing it. Yeah. And I'm, sh- I'm sure I could expense one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Without getting too fired. Hopefully it still works. Yes. Only get a little bit fired. Only a tiny bit fired on that. <laughs> so we have something from Joshua Ju Unit Goldberg. Um, excuse me, Goldberg. And he's writing in to say, when his parents bought him an NES, his grandparents bought him this Mario on a motorcycle stationary, which I'll show you guys in a second. Uh, And he says, my writing skills were and continue to be poor, but I managed to keep sending letters on a regular basis. My grandparents liked them, and that was what mattered. Looking at the paper now, it evokes numerous memories of my grandparents and their house. Hmm. Do you have any video game-related tchotchkes that evoke family memories for you? And um, I have this awesome piece of stationery he sent in that dates back to 1989. And it is a colorful rainbow pattern that might be a little hard to read uh, text on, but uh, it has a little picture of Mario on a motorcycle. Oh, it's adorable. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty awesome. It's very rainbow colored. It's, yeah. it's from the Mario clip art collection that was floating around. It's not even a then, gradient. So. It just kind of like switches between colors yeah. like really quickly. Is this the official Nintendo stationery? I, I think it's party? licensed. It might be licensed, wow. but I'm not sure. Uh, we can nice. see it later. I don't see it. It feels like good paper, too. No, right. no, there it is. Copyright Nintendo. Yeah, so, yeah. it's an official product. See, Damn. you could have gotten this bed sheets like the works. Could have. Yeah. You could have been that kid in the commercial with his. Uh, wait, wait. It was a magazine ad. It was the Capcom kid, right? He had his feet up on the desk. He was oh, looking right, like yeah. at you around <clears throat> his shoulder. He was like, "I'm the raddest kid in the '80s." There, were, there were a lot of the raddest kids in the '80s. We should frame this. This, this letter is just yeah. really nice. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna like scan the, uh, the letter and uh, also the envelope art we've got with this, which uh, he drew a a GBA. And you know what? Not a lot of effort, but I appreciate that some effort went into it. Oh, that works. Hey, yeah. you know, it's cute. It's adorable. I love it. So, hey, thanks like a lot, it. Joshua. And uh, to you listeners out there, I'll be putting these uh, scans up on the blog, and I'll tell you how to get to that later. So, we have a really awesome envelope art coming in from Jake Spencer. If you guys want to see this, he drew the Retronauts logo in, like, a spaceship and a spaceman Whoa. from the Retronauts wow. logo. Crayon. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of crayon entries, and there's a bunch of video game characters in the back. There's the Game is Genie the, guy. Oh, yeah. is that what that is? Okay. And he's, instead of holding the Game Genie... Um, he's holding the Retronauts logo. Yeah, nice. exactly. So, yeah. I thought that was a flaming guy from Killer Instinct for a second. Uh, I think he moonlighted as the Game Genie guy. There wasn't a lot of money being Killer Instinct guy, so... Yeah. He had, he had two jobs. Anyways, he wrote in... Uh, what also he, on crayon. What he has titled, yeah, I think it was, it's like colored pencil crayon. Very, uh, it's a very childlike letter, but I like that. He has dubbed it the psycho letter of the month, which I think is from Ultra Game Players. I swear to God, people are going to write and be mad at me, but this comes from <laughs> either Ultra Game Players or PSM. I forget One which. One of those rags. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And he writes in saying, um, I sat down for a bit of Game Genie and Hans Sonic the Hedgehog the other day and started thinking. Cheating is kind of retro. Who would have guessed that so many future games would lack level select codes and moon jumps? The Game Genie spirit lives on through modders, but I feel like the golden age of cheats has sadly passed. And he asks, would Grand Theft Auto 3 have been nearly popular, uh, nearly as popular without cheats? I don't know. Uh, I, we can, we can, can look we at subsequent games. That? I mean, we still have cheats. We just have to pay for the DLC now. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's kind of true. It has shifted to kind of a DLC kind of thing. The experiments kind of yeah, go there yeah, versus it's like, like two bucks for the Konami code. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Uh, I think in our PS2 episode, we even talked about that. Like yeah. the cheats are now, you know, things that you buy. Like yeah. here's a super powered whatever. Give yep. me two bucks. Yeah. And Crackdown, I remember the harpoon gun was the really harpoon smart, gun. You yeah, have to the buy keys that. to the city yeah. thing. That, yeah. that thing was great, though. Yeah. I mean, well, it's hard to knock it. Yeah, yeah, I know it was DLC. That's all I remember. I think the keys to the city thing was fairly cheap, but yeah, I think you had to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah, that also had like, uh, wasn't there a Cobra Commander looking agent face for that? Something also? like that. Yeah. yeah, I liked that. 
I don't know. I, it, it's it's just funny though because I do remember like that was a lot of the fun in GTA Three. Besides like starting a lot of shit with the oh, cops, yeah. it was like putting in random codes so that the old lady walking by you will just pull a rocket launcher out of oh, her purse. Oh yeah. Um, God, I did a lot of that in San Andreas. I actually had like a recipe for just like the perfect chaos. It was oh. it was I think uh, cars fly. All of them have afterburners. So of course you know they Im- immediately start taking off and they don't know how to control them when they're flying. So awesome. you get people flying into buildings. Building explodes. Then a fire engine comes by and it's also flying. So it's trying to direct water at the burning building while oh. it's coasts by and explodes. God, I love those it games. Like a painting, like a Kandinsky yeah. or something, just chaos everywhere. I think I did that thing that changes the color of the sky, and makes it rain all the time, yeah. and then I, everybody had a chicken suit and a rocket. You did not launcher. need a game so, genie for that. No, I pretty much just stood in the or, corner and watched that for ages. That's great. That's yeah. like your, your own little ant farm. Pretty much, yeah. yeah, yeah except all the ants people. were dressed like fast food people, yeah. And oh, yeah, killing yeah. each other. It's mm-hmm. better than an ant farm, though. So, anyways, yeah. uh, Jake uh, also made a point-and-click adventure game called Be Good, and I'll link to it in the show notes. And apparently, people have been saying good things about it. Oh, I watched a video of it. Looks pretty neat. All right. So thanks a lot, uh, Jake, and I'll pass this around. It's very, very colorful letter and uh, envelope art. So here you go, guys. Check it out. MC writes in to say he greatly enjoyed the PS2 episode and that it was one of his favorite consoles of all time. And he adds, I was in college when the PS2 was released, and the threats from angry customers in response to the PS2 shortage are among my favorite threats I've ever received. I like that he has favorite threats. That he can recall. It's like, favorite man. threats? Yeah, like stay away from my wife or uh. like quit looking at my dog. Yes, favorite <laughs> threats. Okay. Uh, and he goes on to say, even now I can't help but smile when I think back to that one guy's fist slamming into my esophagus. My consciousness fading to the tune of Fisherman's Horizon, which I believe is a Final Fantasy eight song. So apparently MC was physically assaulted over the PS2 shortage. Really? Yes. That's not cool, that's, bro. That's, yeah. wow. That's the only, uh, like, maybe I'm just not thinking right. That's the only, like, launch console launch related um, I don't know, not casualty, but like uh, yeah. injury or whatever. Uh, I Although I, really I think th- there have been several. I think. Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, what about yeah. the lady with the Wii? Well, the Remember? hold your Wii for a Wii yeah. lady. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was that a was fatality. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really want to talk about yeah, that. That's no, no, yeah, that's depressing. Yeah, that's really depressing. Um, there are all the people paying homeless people to stand in line for them for the PS3s. I yep. love that. Oh, I didn't see yep. that. Yeah. yeah, and I do remember a lot of people wanted to strangle Sam when he was walking up and down the line wearing that Wii remote costume, flipping him off. Oh, oh, I did not see that. Shouted threats. That actually went sort of viral. Oh damn! Yeah. Wait, no, yeah. I do remember that now. Yeah. I've okay, seen yes. photos. That, yes. that outfit yeah, that was, was uh, uncomfortable. Although I don't, I don't know if this was for the PS2 or when I was working, and because uh, I worked during the Xbox launch, but not for the PS2 launch. Someone died, mm-hmm. which uh, someone who reserved the console died. Oh, and uh, the 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 company did not know what to do with their reservation. I guess it didn't happen before. Like, oh. should we honor it to like a family member? Do we want to call these people? Is there, is there next like, of kin you ever reserved PlayStation? It's it's still like uh, it's still a weird thing to call about. It's like you're calling about this frivolous toy when someone has just like passed yeah. away. Like, yeah, do you want your video cool. game now? Or that's a conundrum. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, he has more. Uh, MC has more. He says on the subject of video game music, he's always liked it, but until Ray Barnholtz, uh, former podcast, a sound test, mm. he had no idea how much of it there was out there. His question is: Can you recommend any albums that are still available for sale? And he adds, there are some on iTunes, and he's willing to import CDs when he can afford it. Oh, so I've been looking on sale, iTunes. It's yeah. still really hard to find uh-huh. uh, good yeah. video game music on iTunes. Pretty much. I just yeah. looked today and there was nothing. Like I typed in Final Fantasy and I got the Final Fantasy X soundtrack, but yeah. that that was it. That's all I saw. And I've I could have sworn there was more before that. Yeah, I've been trying to find music from Daytona on uh, <laughs> on iTunes from Daytona USA. It's just been stuck in my head, and they have nothing. They had a lot of like Sega, like racing uh, from some other like Sonic racing game. But um, yeah, it, it I think you really might just tough. have to steal it the old-fashioned way. If they're not providing it for you, then mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it that way too. Like what I, if you if you do want to buy, it, what I recommend is if you go on YouTube, there's a surprisingly comprehensive collection of video game music on there, just right. rip, rip straight from games. So like, 
within days of a game's release, you'll find all the music from that game on YouTube. Yeah. Just as yeah. Or videos. remixes of those tunes, too. There's some yeah. pretty cool remixes on YouTube. So, I mean, if, if you think that's cool, if, you're, if, that doesn't, if that doesn't make you feel sketchy or whatever, you know, listening to streaming music through YouTube, uh, go for it. Like, iTunes is not a great... It's not a great uh, place to get video game music. I don't know about the Amazon MP3 marketplace or anything like that, mm-hmm. or I'm, I don't even know what Spotify is. Everyone I know uses it, but I don't know uh, what it is. Wait, what, what yeah. is it? No, I d- I is that useful? Entirely. I haven't bothered with it. Okay, yeah, me yeah. either. Like, I know Last.fm has some video game music, but so. uh, I would stay away from iTunes. Yeah. That's my advice so, for you. I don't know. As far as particular albums go, I mean, I always recommend this, but the Brink of Time album is really good if you can find it anywhere. Yeah, um, it I is. don't even know if that's on iTunes, but if you're looking for like an original soundtrack, it's, it's Chrono Trigger. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But it's, it's nothing. It's it's a, like a Japanese acid jazz take on it, and that's that's I liked it. It okay. is a starting startlingly refreshing, yeah. especially for the time. I would recommend. God, like he's asking for things that are in print. I know that that has to be out of print. I'm sure. And it the is. one I'm yeah. about to recommend is definitely out of print. It's, it was a 2003 release. I think it was called Mario and Zelda Big Band Tribute or Mario oh, and I Zelda think I Big that. Band. Yeah. Um, it's probably the best Nintendo CD I've ever heard. It's just live performances yep. of Mario and Zelda music, but each one has like a twist. Like one, like some are just like horns and some are just like, there's a guitar in one of them. I mean, it's just really energetic and the mm-hmm. audience is clapping along. It's like a really fun CD. So I, uh, <laughs> I, I can recommend to, that. Uh, I, I, I shouldn't recommend this because I'm like outing myself halfway with this one, but uh, I listened to some Metroid Metal album recently. I can't remember oh, the I name that. of it. I have that. Yeah, and I, 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 do not, I don't particularly enjoy metal, but I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, as covers for like metroid stuff mm. it was kind of a weird thing to enjoy i don't know because that's I'm just good not music for kind of music. Uh, lifting weights and looking at pictures of your enemies and being really angry yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but it was very cool was that the name of the album metroid metal I'm uh something remember. like that yeah, i'm sure there are like lines. five metroid metal groups by now you know just <laughs> yeah. with how yeah. these things proliferate yes yes it's true so we have one more letter if you guys are ready to move on sure it's enough. from dominic rupert who actually delivered this letter in person not to me but to mike nelson oh really yes i guess he didn't want to spend the money on a stamp and he was in town so Handy. he just dropped it off and he says, uh, he has a little story to tell. He says, in 1999, at the age of seven, he was introduced to a quote-unquote place of awe and wonder called the Metreon. Okay. Oh. Uh, Scott and Jose can talk about the Metreon. I oh, only yeah. just moved to the Bay Area in June. So can you guys explain to me what the Metreon is? I mean, I sort of know, but you for can, the sake of you listeners. You start. I think that the halcyon days of the Metreon have kind of past isn't mm. it being renovated still it Did is they finish yeah, that? and they took yeah. out all the cool stuff which well is they took we out the walk of game i think didn't yeah they? I, uh, I, kept on the... I gotta check i don't know if they've taken out mm. yet but it's going to it was part yeah. of what was being renovated i, I was gonna yeah. maybe walk around the back of that thing see if maybe a, you know miyamoto's star is like lying yeah. by the dumpsters yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, was, it was basically like a walk oh. of fame for video games i mean halo Wait, was in there yeah. it shocked me because the, the metreon is more affiliated with sort of yeah, sony back it up just a little bit the metreon is a sony owned building correct yeah at least it was yeah i don't know if it's sort of like a mall a mall type uh yeah. setting yeah it's yeah, just yeah, a big yeah. mall it's, yeah. got, it's got a movie theater mm-hmm. and a sony store obviously yeah well know, not anymore uh, sony store's gone too well yeah <laughs> yeah the sony I, store I and the playstation a... store were the highlights i would say yeah. at one point there was an arcade up top but that's right too it was it was mostly crap and i that think there was a games workshop through, like, in there too multiple renovations i mean i've yeah. i'd seen it a couple times uh before i think now there is no arcade there it's just the movie mm-hmm. theater all the way upstairs yeah but it was the it was a cool surprise like moving here i got here in like 2007 and I had heard there was a Sony PlayStation store. And granted, in New York, we have like sort of a Sony store, too. But they didn't, I guess, call it the PlayStation mm-hmm. store. And it was really cool. Although, I, I, I don't know. I felt like they really, the, the place was just not 
that well designed or well thought out. I don't no, know. It was it, it was a logistical kind of clusterfuck, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. like it, it, they should. I just I would have expected them to kind of appreciate more of like the sort of title Sony puts out, maybe like original apparel things like that. Like do it the way the Nintendo World store does in New York, which gets a yeah, ton never, of visitors. I've never been there, but it looks, oh, I've been it looks there, amazing. Yeah, it's it's yeah. awesome. First I, floor though, you have to be careful. Or second floor, you have to be careful because the Wii demo stations are all out in public, and you could be walking by someone and they just get too into the Wii. Yeah, possibly. You better be careful. Dominic um, uh, goes on with his letter, and he mm-hmm. says that he spent five consecutive birthdays here, 2000 to 2005, always picking up a new game in the PlayStation Store. And he says, every time I would visit past 2005, there would always be another store missing, another attraction gone. Every year, something from my mm-hmm. childhood would disappear, yeah. with the last thing going away being the place I loved most, the PlayStation Store. Yep. And he visited it recently, and he looked at the shuttered doors of the places he loved to visit, and he said... I stood in front of the PlayStation Store and a single tear ran down my face. Yeah. I, I, oh. Wait, I, he's not done. One oh, second. sorry, sorry, uh, sorry. Not, now I'm in college going to AAU, and I'm furious at what they're making the Metreon into. A fucking target. Fuck yeah. you, Westfield, says Dominic. Uh. And you know what? I just thought this is a great a metaphor for America. It used to be a place full of awe and wonder. Now it's just a giant target. Yeah, pretty much. There yeah. you go. There was Damn. a comic shop Political on the second commentary. floor that was kind of cool. And yeah, I remember when the PlayStation Store got announced, when it was announced the PlayStation Store was closing, I ran and like took a picture of the front just for some weird reason. I don't even know why I did that. Mm. But uh, yeah, I, I couldn't believe they closed it down. I mean, it was the only like West Coast location I think they had of that store anyway. Like You'd think they, they would turn it was, into a big uh, Spot Wait, or when did he say it closed down? Uh, 2009, I want to okay. say. Okay, was this yeah. uh, around the time when things right. were looking bad for Sony? I know the PS3 eventually picked back up, but there was there was they, a, there were there were some tight times. Yeah, yeah. they were yeah. well under their projections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. that's right. And not just on the on the uh, video games front, but maybe on the consumer like products like uh, situation in general, like computers and whatnot. They just weren't selling as well as they they had. Okay, so I think that kind of led to a lot of that. Hmm. I don't remember specifics, but I don't know. I'm just time. I'm just trying to wrap my brain around the fact that there's a college age kid who has childhood <laughs> memories of the Metreon, and that's just sort of a get off my lawn moment. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, I'm not super old, but in 1999, I was not seven. Yeah, and oh, well. but the thing is, Dominic, this is just a part of the aging process where things you used to remember and love are yeah. slowly disappearing and fading away and dying. So you have to find new stuff to care about. Yeah. It's all, it's all part of the circle of life, Dominic, and we wish you the best of luck with it. Let's get into our main subject. We're going to start taking calls here in a few minutes, but I, I wanted to talk about what the uh, the topic is. It's scary games. Right. And it's you know seasonal. what? It is seasonal, and it's also due to some of my, some of my laziness because uh, I have other stuff going on, and this is a quick go-to topic, but I think it's fun. Mm. Uh, well, we could have done, I don't know, candy and games, or we could have done those motherfuckers give you toothbrushes instead of candy, Oh and yeah. we could have just done like dentistry games. Well, the new thing mm. is um, the Bibles. Yeah, uh, yeah. If, if you're not familiar with uh, Jesus Ween. Oh, they've been doing that for a while. I okay. remember getting chick tracked in my uh, my trick or treat bag. That was always pretty fucking cool. Uh, I've only but, recently been uh, you know introduced to Jesus Ween, and I have to say that if you give someone if you get a, if you give a child something as heavy 
and unentertaining as a Bible. <laughs> it's a pocket it's, Bible. It's going to go through your window. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's not, like, no. might as well just hand out bricks with like, you know, Would God you bless you Would you prefer like crucifix shaped candies? Like, like I prefer word. maybe you just not observe Halloween instead of making kids it's feel bad. Just, yeah, I know, yeah, I know yeah. whose door is going to get smeared with that fun size Twix I'm not going to eat. Yeah, yeah you, you yeah. hope it's a fun size Twix. Yeah. yeah. But uh, when I talk about scary games, I'm not talking about games that explicitly set out to scare you because as I was telling you guys before the show started, I was terrified of everything up until maybe like five minutes ago no not 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 that close but uh <laughs> well congratulations for most of yeah, yeah, I've overcome my fears your, your and uh i've taken a few pills no. uh but when i was a kid everything was terrifying video games included and mm-hmm. um but like like with most terrifying things it's hard to look away right yeah. so i thought we should scare uh, excuse me share oh my god <laughs> i'm turning into the crypt keeper <laughs> it's time to scare our memories <laughs> yes uh, i'm not going to do that again by the way so don't turn off this podcast uh I guess I can start with um, Atari 2600 games were especially frightening to me. It's kind of uh, amazing how scary those things could have been. Yeah, really. like, even now I, I feel slightly unsettled just because everything is so abstract in them. And it's, the, the it audio, pretty much leaves everything to the imagination. Yes, I mean, your, your child, your unbridled child imagination can turn that into whatever you so want it to be. you're scared of the, the doctors chasing E.T.? Like, yes, that was one of the games. <laughs> so, so that red square looked just like your stepfather or something? Uh, <laughs> it didn't go that deep. Uh, but it was like, that thing is probably going to eat me while I sleep, and uh, I'm, I'm not going to so think wait, about it. So wait, that would mean it. you were like scared of the ghosts in, in Ms. Pac-Man or something, or Miss Pac-Man. Those, not so much, because you could tell what they the hell they were. Eyes. It's like they yeah, were goofy yeah. cartoon ghosts. I was, I was okay with them. Plus, okay. you could eat them. But, like, mm-hmm. God, jeez. Uh, I can't even think of games specifically. But, yeah, like you mentioned, E.T. Mm-hmm. I can think of a few, yeah. The um, little guy in the coat was, uh, was oh, yeah, chasing you around. Oh, yeah, the FBI agent. Like, yeah. anytime you were being chased by something, and in E.T., like, it's not like it was easy to escape from those guys. Oh, you could fall down a hole. That was always fun. Yeah. And you run out of neck energy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was an important part of the movie that was cut out. But uh, <laughs> E.T. falling into holes constantly. Yeah, yeah that was, like, uh, a strange art house decision. But uh, they did not go through with it. <laughs> And uh, I can also say, before we go on, that until, uh, I guess, relatively recently, within maybe the past two or three years, this is all about me and my own personal phobias, but um, I was deathly afraid of 3D games where you had to swim underwater. Oh, that's yeah. totally forgettable. And, yeah. I, and I think, did we all just get used to that idea? Because, I still have it. Okay. Yeah. I still freak out a little bit as soon as you're in the water, and they're like, okay, press this button to dive. And I'm just like, like oh, Where do I find the man. air? Where do I find the yeah, air? Like, yeah. Am I going to have air or something down there going to eat me? Or do I have to run from something underwater? Which always feels really unfair, too, because you don't move really uh, Yeah, I hate when you're underwater and there's something huge uh, and like that can kill you in one yeah, hit. That's usually yeah. how it happens. Mm. Yeah. I freaked out a lot playing Tomb Raider 2 because there's this whole level underwater where you're like exploring a submarine, and you're like, oh, my God, where am I going? Where I like the way she thing? twitched when she drowned. <laughs> <laughs> See? Look at that. Yeah. yeah, even like cuddly cute mario would go through like death throws underwater like grabbing his neck and like squirming and then he goes limp he does like a dead man's float yeah that's right yeah that is like downright terrifying it's like a realistic (laughs) death happening to an adorable character but like i think i told jose this the litmus the litmus test for me was a metal gear solid 3 snake eater when Mm. there was an underwater part that was also in the dark Oh, I don't actually recall this um, bit. I guess it didn't make that much of an impression. It was maybe like... Was like, that right before the fear? No, um, no, no. It, it was, was towards the beginning of the game. Yeah. Yeah, it was like... That game has like nine zillion different ideas thrown into it. That was one. Let's, let's put you in the dark underwater for five minutes. Why not? Right. And I was like, yeah. okay, this is insane. And I got over my fear through that scene just because it was so extreme. So yeah. I yeah, guess it was yeah, like... Yeah. Uh, I, don't even, I don't know what you call that. Aversion therapy or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, coming, yeah. coming back to Atari shit, I think far and away the worst for me was uh, was Mountain King, if anybody remembers that one. Yeah. Because when you have a little stick finger guy, you run around in mountains, collect jewels, and it's, it's it, you know, if you, if you re- had the manual handy, it was really obvious what you were supposed to do. If you didn't, you'd never had a damn clue. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that was um, true of any Atari game, really. Yeah, like, yeah. but the very bottom level, there was, a, there was a spider, and that's one of the few phobias that's managed to stay with me. I mean, I'm okay with them now. I don't like 
like them, right. but you know, mm-hmm. nothing like when I was a kid. And if, if you're down there, you can hear it coming. It makes this thump, 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 thump sound, and then it cocoons you. And then it goes away. So you just uh, have your little guy twitching, stuck in a cocoon. Uh, and I didn't realize until I was much, much older that you can shake your way out of that, ca- okay. that cocoon. But I just dropped the controller and said, fuck it, I'm, I'm done. So then you were <laughs> like, game never existed. This ever. game is about the inevitability of death. And it's pretty much, I yeah. Just, I, get to, I just get to sit there and wait for that spider to come back and eat me at his leisure. That's pretty rough for a child. Yeah. It was, you know, it was an Atari spider, for Christ's sake. Yeah. So it's not like it was all that convincing. But yeah, it didn't do any favors for me hmm. with the spider phobia. Yeah. Weird. I uh, I freaked out playing Friday the Thirteenth, just because that game was so weird already. It was frighteningly bad. It was frighteningly <laughs> bad. But then you'd be just strolling along, throwing rocks at zombies, which that wasn't in the fucking movie. And then uh, Jason bon, would just bon, come bon, out. Bon, yeah. Bon, and then yeah. scary were, music would start up, you and you'd be. Uh, well, if it was on the side-scrolling stage, if you fought Jason, I don't think there was a way to kill him. No, like, there was I, no way. He he just he won every time in the house. At least it turned into punch out, like you said earlier, yeah. Bob. And you had a friggin' chance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it was it was just the fact that so much nothing happened in that game. Yeah. When something finally did happen, it the was the music startling, though. While you were looking around at night inside a cabins was creepy. That, I yeah, never forget that, that, that yeah. theme. Yeah, that thing always freaked me out. Hmm. Maybe yeah, I'll have to put some uh, Friday the Thirteenth music in here to freak out Jose. <laughs> yeah, no, if we listen no, to it at home, you'll hear the Jason music. Start looking <laughs> around like no, he's here. I knew I'm he'd good, be back. Speaking of games where they're they're really startling just because so very little is happening most of the time. I would say right. Minecraft is actually uh, scary as hell a lot of the time. I've had more startled moments out of that out of that game because I'm just sort of minding my own business exploring an empty yeah. mine shaft or yeah. something and then just I go around a corner and there's a thing right there. You I know, would agree. Nine times uh, out of ten is a creeper. I totally yeah. agree with that. I didn't play very much of Minecraft. I have it. I, I still need to explore it further but uh, those enemies have a way of sneaking up on you and yeah. then just like never, they, they do not let up. They will just follow you to the ends of the earth in that mm-hmm. game. So yeah. 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 So I'm kind of like going through Dark Souls. God. Yes. Anyway, sorry. No, like, no, no just like abandoned mine shafts and you notice there are a few more cobwebs than normal and then all of a sudden you're just swarmed by blue poisonous spiders. Yeah. And, you know, shit like that. Yeah. You lose yeah. all your just, stuff. Or, you know, you're minding your own and then you just notice a telltale arrow stuck in the ground at your feet and it's like something's shooting at me and I have no idea where from. So, yeah. You know. See, I'm not, I'm not scared of Dark Souls, but I am always on edge playing that game. Oh, yeah, me yeah. too, me too. Yeah, like, I'll be, like, going through an area, and there's, like, skeletons that I can't kill in one hit. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to be stubborn and, you know, lure them away, kill them slowly. And I kept doing that until this massive skeleton showed up. I know I just headed for the hills. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> no, I'm done. Uh, I'm out here. <laughs> as someone who is playing uh, Dark Souls currently, there are some areas in that game that I've only, like, took, taken a few steps into and was like, I'm not ready. <laughs> I've not even seen anything, and I'm not ready. I'm going to come back here later. Just, yeah. like... Just so full of trepidation. Just mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to see what's yeah, happening yeah. next. Another one uh, up there that I enjoyed a lot, just because it had me on edge, was uh, the first Dead Space. Uh, oh, okay, it, it wasn't yeah. a very scary game because I mean the monster. Yeah, that didn't really have me on edge. I mean, it, it, you had the cathartic satisfaction of just stomping their freaking yeah. limbs off. Afterwards, I thought the sound but... design just had me on edge because you'd always hear like oh yeah, the sound design was excellent. Yeah. And, yeah, and and that always just freaked me out. And then when you like, I, I distinctly remember this. You know how you open those little crates on the floor mm-hmm. and you'll find like money or ammo inside of them. One opened by itself one time, and I was uh. like. <gasps> Oh my God! What's gonna happen next? And little things like that, just yeah, like play. Yeah. Uh, if Dead Space was scary at all, I would definitely credit the sound design. Mm-hmm. In fact, yeah. the, the uh, that that screeching noise mm-hmm. in, the, in the train stuff yes. um, that, that 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 was really eerie to me for a long time because it took me a while to figure out that they recorded it from the Bart. Oh, you're so kidding me! So I've just been hearing that on my way into town yeah. every day. And oh, it's like, geez. oh, that's why that's so. Fr- yeah, they oh, actually wow. captured it from now. Now you can't unhear it. Yeah, yeah. That that's sucks. so. If if you guys want to know what the local transit sounds like, it sounds like Dead Space. In San Francisco. Nothing yeah. terrifying yeah. about the thing it is healthy. How much it costs? Bay Area. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> I, just, I just shut that conversation down. That's okay. It's this is my true. platform, Bart. Lower your prices. I have to go to work every day. All right. Let's take some calls. Let's do. Hey, thanks for calling Retronauts. Who are you and where are you calling from? Hi, this is uh, Dominic from Danville. 
Hey, we just read your letter. Dominic from Danville? Yep. What? We just read your letter, Dominic. Really? Yes. And, and thank you're the you first for coming. Caller. Yes, you're the first caller, and thank you for coming to drop it off. Uh, I received your letter safely. Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, well, I've been recently playing uh, Siren on PS3. Siren. Oh, that's a good one. I've actually, uh, you can be very helpful in this because we just had a, a podcast about Silent Hill and uh, one of the main guys left to do the Siren series. The so director, yeah. I'd like to know uh, how, how great the series is. Well, I heard the first one wasn't that wasn't very good, but oh. um, I downloaded the second one, one that's on PSN, mm. and it's actually really, really, really freaky. That's one with the sight-jacking mechanic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where you see through the other people's perspectives. I haven't had much chance to play it myself, so you're gonna have to tell me about it. Yeah, can you explain yeah, this in uh, like how how it works and why is it scary? I mean, uh, what who are your enemies in this game? Uh, they're like they're kind of like the villagers from Resident Evil Four. Okay. But they have like a they're like the uh, generic Japanese villagers, and they have random nurses running around too for some reason. Oh, you always have to have nurses. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> just a checkbox. Yeah, that's the silent scary Hill nurses connection. check. <laughs> and the sight jacking is if you're like trying to sneak around a bunch of enemies you can press L2 and it'll just beam you into the sight of another enemy mm. and um, and so you can figure out what's like the best way to move around hmm. but um so what is um uh, sorry to interrupt you Dominic so what what is so scary about these enemies you've explained that they're sort of like uh the zombies or the the infected from RE4, like, are they are they moaning? Are they screaming? Are they shouting your name? Like, uh, <laughs> what are you talking about, Bob? <laughs> what do you mean? What? <laughs> Never mind. Go okay. on. Sorry. Well, um, it's actually like Silent Hill where it's a lot in the sound design. Mm. Okay. Like, um, they'll scream at you, but it has like this really unearthly, weird, echoey. I can't really describe it, but it just gets in your head and it's just it's really hard to to explain hmm. so it's, that's it's still on psn if anybody wants to check yeah, it out yeah I so uh or, i know there, there aren't there like a ton of chapters to this game I, I know they sold it in a really uh kind of unique way where oh yeah it was busted up and you had to download each, each one in between yeah i don't know yeah. if uh buying them all would amount to the price of a new game or not but uh can you can you uh, let us know like is it worth it should people like check it out if they're into scary games yeah you can uh, buy packs of three episodes for about I think ten bucks. That's not bad. Or mm-hmm. you can, or you can buy all twelve, cha- all twelve chapters and one for forty. Okay. And it, mm-hmm. it, it's worth it. Yeah. Well, it's at the very least maybe worth just trying out the first three. Yeah, at least they give you that. Yeah. yeah. That option's nice to have, you know. If it doesn't wish... do anything for you, it's not too much of a loss. So, Dominic, can you can you give us like one example of a of a really good scare in the game that you had? Uh, just like one really good experience. Um, let's see. Uh, playing uh, you play several different characters. Right. One of them is this uh, quintessential little girl, and uh, you're running around. And you, uh, I hid in this locker from this. You're in a hospital, and you hidden. I hid in this locker from this nurse, and I thought everything was okay. Like all the, you're, you had like a sandy meter type thing, and it was all the way down. And I was about to get out, and then the door just. Uh, swung open and the nurse just grabbed me and I died. That sounds pretty terrifying. I don't, I don't know if I can handle this. Like uh, hide, hiding in games has always been something I enjoyed uh, 
on a certain conceptual level, but in <clears> practice, <throat> it is actually as terrifying as hiding in real life. Yeah. Yes. But hey, thanks a lot, Dominic. I appreciate the letter, and uh, thanks for letting us know about Siren. Uh-huh. Okay, take it easy, man. You too. There. You know, talking to him just reminded me in Resident Evil 4 when you play as a president's daughter and have to like run and hide for like, oh, a yeah, level or something. Yeah. Well, playing as a really vulnerable character, yeah. I think it really makes you some game. of the best games. I mean, exactly. Fatal Frame was good for that. I mm-hmm. mean, your one weapon is one that forces you to look at things. And That's right. That, that was that was always excellent. I yeah. think in RE4, I mean, that game made a lot of really smart choices. And in that game, uh, there were no enemies in the escort mission. I mean, there were things you ran from, but nothing mm-hmm. you were intended to fight or whatever. So Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think they were pretty fair. Yeah, Amnesia is a good example of that also. Oh, I didn't play that. Being just yeah, completely helpless. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. you, probably should yeah um, <laughs> that's that's pretty much just shit I've, yourself territory i've heard it's uh it raises the bar as far as like uh scaring the living crap out of you yeah it's one of those games where honestly if you were just running around with a shotgun it wouldn't be anything but mm-hmm. it's you know it's just like there's this one guy and he's following you around but it also penalizes you for hiding in the dark which you're forced to do fairly often but okay you, you start cracking yeah. up the more you do that and that's that's just great and i guess you probably die if you uh, go too insane or yeah okay. something like that what about uh what about the nemesis what about the overpowering enemy that can like kill you in a yeah, couple of never hits. scared me it just sort of pissed me off freaked honestly me out. You, uh, you hear that I, I was just getting annoyed open. it was a shock when it happened yeah. but it was like a spring-loaded cat kind of yeah, scare it was yeah. a bit cheap like you, you could tell where you could and couldn't go you yeah. know in the level so let's take yeah. another call hey you're on retronauts who are you and where are you calling from uh yeah i'm wes i'm from new mexico hey wes how's it going pretty good so today we're talking about scary games have you got a scary game to talk about Yes, I have two scary games, actually. Awesome. Go for it. Um, well, the first one is Resident Evil 4. Hey, yeah, we were just talking heck? about that. Yeah. It's like the mind readers are Air calling 5, in. Air 5, bro. Air 5. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, my experience with Resident Evil 4 was uh, there's this part in it where um, you're walking into a room and there's a refrigerator. And uh, you walk right next to this refrigerator and a leecher pops out on fire. And that scared the living daylights out of me. I gotta say, uh, I just I played that again for review for the HD version, and I knew that was coming, and I was waiting for it to happen, but I guess I didn't really remember correctly quite when it happened, and it still scared the living crap out of me <laughs> when that guy came jumping out of the mm-hmm. uh, oven. And uh, yeah. I believe uh, Leon has something smart-ass to say when you investigate the oven afterwards, like, why was he in there? Or something, I don't know, something <laughs> stupid like that. Like, why was that guy there? Yeah, you find a roast way in the back. <laughs> yeah. He was making sure it was uh, fully cooked. Yes. So, so awesome. yes. And your and other my game? Sec- my second game was uh, Bioshock. I know it's not, like, too scary. But mm. Oh, it definitely well, has its yeah, moments. Yeah, I could agree with that. <laughs> but uh, there was a part, and uh, I owned this, like, when it first came out, and I was in my room by myself, right? And uh, uh, right as I walk into this room where you're not supposed to really go, it's, like, foggy and stuff, and I walk in, and... And I, I look at this table, the surgeon's table. Oh. Just like, I turn around, this music pops up, and this doctor's behind me. I'm like, whoa, and I just freaked out, man. It was crazy. I know yeah. the exact... Is that in the dental office? Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Well, wait, is that, that the bit. first time those enemies can teleport? 
You know the ones that you have uh, to like, no, that's be later really on, I think. But those, yeah. those, that are, one those scared are, the crap out of that, me. That's what that's what got me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wes, I actually know the exact moment you're talking about because that got me too. Just uh, you go and investigate, it gets all foggy, and then when you turn around, he's like right there. Yeah, and it's yeah. not like a supremely powerful enemy. It's one of the ones you've seen over and over, yeah. but you just weren't expecting yeah. it. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was, that was a very awesome part, and that's all I have to say. <laughs> cool. Thanks a lot, Wes. We appreciate you calling in. Yeah, for sure. Rest Take it easy. Cool. Thanks. Take it easy. Speaking of us, yeah, startles that aren't cheap, actually, um, do you remember in the very first Silent Hill that one little dark, shadowy baby thing that comes through the wall? Yeah. Like, like when you first that, enter the school, uh, I think? Uh, the, at the school, I was going to say that yeah. had to be the place. Is yeah. that the one that doesn't hurt you? The one that doesn't hurt you. Yes. yes. It's just this this dim figure thing. And I, of course, you empty an entire clip into it because you're full on panicked when you right. see yeah, it. Yeah, that's like, right. And then it's like, wait a minute. Baby. You're just, okay, do your thing. That's fine. See, I'll the, see you later. In the bathroom in the elementary school, I got scared. There's that There's that uh, scare you're probably, probably familiar with. If you walk in and then all of a sudden you hear a child like laughing or giggling in right. there with yeah. you, and you're just like, okay. Should I keep looking around or should that, I get that, the hell out of like here? That's like a video game scare staple, too, is, is the, uh, the the men's room or ladies' room or whatever with something in the stall after you've checked the stalls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, come to, I think I come to expect that now, yes. but maybe not so yes. much back when Silent no, Hill came out. No, back then, yeah. no, not at all. Yeah. Okie doke, we got another call. Hey, thanks for calling Retronauts. Who are you? Where are you calling from? Oh, uh, this is John calling from Minnesota. Hey, John. How's it going? Going well. I'm uh, glad I got through. How, how's the podcast so far? going pretty good today we're talking about uh scary games do you have a particular game you'd like to uh bring up um well i would have said silent hill but uh that that's been covered recently we have covered um, the hell out of pretty, silent hill but hey we, we were just talking about it so you know what we can't stop talking about silent hill yeah we'd be hypocrites <laughs> word well uh, i love those games but uh, actually recently i had a, a scary experience and uh you guys can Feel free to tell me if I'm really lame, but I played the original um, Alone in the Dark. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, I'd never played it before. You know, big fan of Silent Hill and a lot of old PC, scary PC games. But uh, I that, that one actually scared me, and I wasn't ready for that, even with the really, really, really old school, you know, 3D graphics. Yeah, everything's got, like, three polygons. Yeah, I, I was just watching. You said you played this recently, right? Yeah, I was just watching a uh, a video uh, version of someone playing through the game, and I noticed that that you just die constantly in that game. Just like you go to the wrong room. Yeah, it's like King's you, Quest yeah. in terms of yeah, like, yeah. it's like old old adventure game logic. Just like it's a, just a brutal game. Yes, um, yeah, and I went into it completely blind. I mean, obviously, I'd heard of the games before, um, but I wasn't using any guides, and you know, I'd never seen more than a screenshot or two of it. Um, and so it it whooped my ass pretty thoroughly, um, but it was a lot of fun, and I got a, a ways into it before giving up mm. um and watching the rest of it on a on a, on a let's play okay but, um, yeah I, I chose the the path the, the easier path on that one because there's some games i know like it's too dated it's too like broken for me to enjoy so i'm gonna watch it instead mm. is that and one of them for that's you? one of them yeah i mean john john was brave enough to actually jump in but uh, me i was like ah i've made some attempts and mm. you know i've enjoyed my frequent deaths but i, I didn't really yeah. made a heck of a lot of headway in that thing in the first so, alone in there uh, yeah, yeah yeah and i mean to be fair uh 
Resident Evil owes a lot to this game, right? Uh, it, yeah, it owes everything to this game, really. I, I mean, mean, I don't think that's said enough. Yeah. The, the legacy of this the, game. Because the entire genre owes a lot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, also to, you know... Oh, sorry. Oh, I just said it's a very, it's a very proto Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but, uh, I, oh, go ahead, John. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I had a question for you guys. Um, personally, I find um, gaming on a PC a lot scarier than console gaming just hmm. because I don't know if it's something to do with uh, when I was young I played a lot of PC games more than anything but like the you know you can't ever really know what's going on on a PC you know there's a lot of glitches on a PC um, I, I always just felt like the PC was kind of a weird unknown frontier for me when I was a kid you know working hmm. in like DOS, DOS and stuff yeah, definitely, um, and uh, because of the, I guess, the regulations were a little more lax on PC games, so you'd see stuff that you would never see in a console game, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I was playing, you know, The Seventh Guest on PC, and then going over to Sega Genesis playing Sonic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, two different, different worlds. Uh, different experience, though. You guys find that in your old school Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah, PC was yeah. kind of the all-bets-are-off platform. Yeah, so like nothing were, is safe. <clears throat> I mean, once we got into 32-bit, that was quite a bit different. I mean, you get games like D and stuff where mm-hmm. it really seemed like there were no yeah. real limits to it, what they were going to inflict on you. But, <laughs> right. Is D worth playing? I've been thinking about that. It's, it's worth looking back on. I mean, yeah. Uh, it might be a little hard to dig up, um, so I don't know if it's justified I for could, that. But Well, I mean, you know, <clears throat> Yara matey in that for that one, maybe. But, I can uh, actually say that uh, to get before we get back to our topic, the guy that we're having do uh, a let's play of Shadows of the Dam did D and D two. Oh, really? Uh, just fantastic video walkthroughs of the games, and uh, from what I've seen, they seem far too bitchy to, to put up with today because yeah, D is just a bunch of inter- interconnected like um, full motion video clips. It's with, pretty like, much it. Pretty terrible puzzles in between them. Yeah, and you have very limited saves. I think was a mechanic in that there, too. too. Yeah, yeah like, anything like that, it could just fuck itself. Yeah. I can't really. I have, do a, that. I have pretty high tolerance for old oh. gaming. Okay. Uh, I would just might be all right. try to play on something with quick saves and to go back to your question about PC gaming being scarier, I think a lot of PC gaming is just like the aesthetics, uh, not the aesthetics, uh, maybe not, I don't know where I want to find here, but mm-hmm. uh, the fact that you're sitting closer to the monitor uh, or, or yeah. than you would to a TV, it seems to me Definitely. like, and plus the fact that a lot of PC games are going to be first person shooters, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe yeah. more frightening games. I know Quake That's was pretty something. scary when I was a kid. Yeah. That's Could something be. I've thought of, too. I don't even know if it's possible. Sometimes I feel like it's not possible anymore to have a really, really, really scary game unless it's in first person, like Condemned recently, I found mm. pretty scary. And if, I feel like if that was third person, it wouldn't be nearly as scary. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah, because yeah. you can't... I mean, the viewing situation really helps. I mean, you can't see... Like, you have to be very careful with the peripheral vision that you have. You don't have much. So yeah, you're constantly, like, like, looking around really scared in a lot of ways, trying to study to make sure something isn't coming out to, to attack you. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I guess the, 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 the sense of... Well, not really claustrophobia, but I guess sort of, yeah, being stuck in your own, you know, viewpoint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless you, like, have a fisheye yeah. slider or something. I, yeah, or like yeah a, and I love when, I love when uh, first-person games... Of, uh, there's something behind you that wasn't there before. Like they don't do that a lot. I feel yeah. like, but, like Bioshock had a good one, and um, uh, well, we just we actually just talked about just that. That, that is yeah. such a memorable moment of that game. I swear. Yeah. I mean, like it I, is. Yeah. I really, I really don't like Bioshock on the whole, but mm. that part was uh, scared the crap out of me. Okay. Sure. Cool. Hmm. Well, hey, thanks a lot for calling, John, and we'll talk yeah, to you later. Thanks, thanks for having me on. Love the show, guys. Yeah. Take thanks easy. a lot. Thanks. Later. So wow. you think someone's going to mention Clock Tower? Because that's gotcha. a game I did not play, and I always wanted to play, and being chased around by a scary guy with big-ass scissors. 
Yeah, I was always intrigued by the cover. I never really got into Clock Tower. I'm yeah. afraid, sorry to say. It is um, mm-hmm. made by a very weird company called Human Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and they made, God, they made a lot of Clock Tower games. There was a couple Super Nintendo ones, yeah. too, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, was, uh, it started on the Super Nintendo, and Clock Tower 2 came out here as Clock Tower 1 for the PlayStation. Yeah. Okay. And for some reason, Haunting Ground is a sequel, uh, secret Clock Tower sequel. Oh, yeah. I see. If you want to know that trivia, I don't know if that makes you a better person or not. Or Maybe. It's just taking up more space. Carry that to your grave. Let's yes. take our next call. Hey, thanks for calling Retronauts. Who are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, hey, this is uh, Jack from Alabama. Hey, Jack. I'm here with uh, Scott Sharkey and Jose Otero, and we're talking about scary games. Okay. Um, that's cool. Um, I was just curious. I didn't really play uh, too many, like, horror games or anything, but actually I was curious. I was thinking about, like, uh, when you are younger, like, random minis that, like, scared you, get scared, you know, people randomly. So, yeah. like, for me, for example, that was, like, um, when I was, like, nine, I played... Uh, like Lost Vikings and stuff like that, there's this one mummy enemy that would transform him into another mummy. And for me, being a nine-year-old, that was, like, terrifying. <laughs> and also, like, the, uh, mm. yeah. And the, uh, the re-deads when I was little, like, around 12 or oh, so. Oh, God, yes. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> I was I was 16 when that game came out, and I did not want to go near a re-dead for the life of mm-hmm. me. God, that yeah, entire so bit. Oh, go ahead, Jack. Oh, sorry, yeah. I was just wondering if there's any, any, random, any random enemies, you know, from a scary game or not from a scary game that you guys were would be uh remember like that crimson oh, yeah. heads oh, oh yeah. yeah oh yes yeah <laughs> if you can burn a, a, a right. zombie in resident evil right. or the remake how they would reanimate and just those the, yeah that was that was really the living shit out frustrating of you. yes yeah I, I do like that you mentioned the re-deads though i mean honestly that entire in the well bit when, when you play as young link is is really almost uncharacteristically creepy for yeah, that game uh, i mean especially that 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 guy with the long teeth and the long neck that kind of jerks around like jacob's ladder he's like or made of corpses or something yeah, right and, it's know, like then really they get weird. the hands that come out of the ground and hold you while he sort of slowly walks up with his neck twitching yeah that was like that, that yeah. was unreal that was a really. strange like shift in tone for that yeah. game i mean majora's mask didn't even get that dark no that was really dark yeah. i mean and granted the shadow temple was kind of creepy too but the under the well bit was just especially yeah wow what happened to you guys where, where did you <laughs> <laughs> also liked um there was a redead mask wasn't there yeah and uh oh that yeah you could wear and if you talk to the gravedigger wearing that god i wish i could remember exactly what he said but he said something like if you knew what that meant you wouldn't be wearing it mm. <laughs> and just wow. the implication was, like, was really kind of spooky the re-deads? Yeah. yeah uh on on the topic of zelda i can say that uh the fucking what that what are they wall, uh, wall hangers wall, the wall master things yeah, they, yeah uh, the, the hands i don't think they were in twilight princess but in in freaking wind waker those terrified me because that that means like losing time yeah which is, like, yeah it's worse than the dying, zelda, honestly yeah. it means you have to go yeah like they're in pretty much every zelda game and even mm-hmm. in the first one they were a pain in the ass but uh, i hated yeah. them in the first one yeah they ocarina of time they were they were down. also in the well level weren't they i think they, they dropped from the ceiling so. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think so that's the first yeah. time you see them in ocarina i yeah. think oh, yeah. i want to go on on this topic uh, ocarina of time too uh, too many spiders in that game <laughs> Uh, whose so bright idea was that yeah like every three feet a spider drops down yeah. in that game that's yeah. like my main uh, criticism of ocarina of time i love the game but why are all these spiders in hyrule i don't want to go there that's well then like, you got the house of the, the people who were turned into spiders so you get them with like with, with a single pathetic human arm oh, and, like, yeah. and the worst part of that is you could hit them with your sword just beat the shit out of them yeah and they, they, they would make, they make pain noises but you couldn't kill them yeah and it's like i'm just beating the hell out of these poor Man. people mm. all this is making me really you're re- trying to put them out of the misery sharky well of course that was my first impulse it's like you're an abomination i should i should end this for you yeah all this is really making me rethink ocarina of time it is actually a lot darker than i remember very yeah yeah uh, so what else were we talking about? Uh, enemies. Jose, did you? Yeah. You said Redeads. Uh, no, I said Crimson Heads. Oh, sorry, sorry, Crimson game. Heads. Yeah, and, that uh, was a specific. But yeah. it's still a horror game. I'm trying to think of anything outside of a horror game that uh, had it like an enemy that I was afraid of. I can't think of one right now. Mm. Yeah. 
Any, anything with a timer, I think, honestly, oh, yeah. is, is a good example of not necessarily anything in a horror game, but anything where, where something's counting down and mm-hmm. music is becoming that's frantic. Right. Yeah. Is, you know, that, that that's, especially when you're small, that tends to do a little something to you. But I, I, actually, I think the, uh, the the drowning music in Sonic the Hedgehog is probably one of the single oh, most terrifying yeah. things that's I remember right. from when I was younger. That, that dun, 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 and it gets faster. And, yeah. And, you yeah. Know, yeah. I think uh, Marble Hill Zone, is that the first level with water? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's where everyone basically shuts the game off and was yeah. like, I'm done with Sonic. Yeah. If, there's, if there's a place you're going to stop that's probably it yeah i'm not going in water anymore screw it Mm. i I freaked out a lot getting chased by the uh, the time monster in prince of persia warrior within even though like probably the music by godsmack (laughs) was scarier than that monster (laughs) but uh yeah anything where you're sort of like being chased by this very big sort of enemy i Mm. i I tend to freak out Mm. so you're gonna love dark souls oh god well later yes later later uh anything else you want to add jack I'm not sick of it. I was just kind of interested in what you guys had to say. Okay, awesome. Hey, thanks a lot for calling in. Really appreciate it. All right, thanks. I'm gonna Stand I'm gonna alone. shill a little bit actually if you oh. if you want to play a scary cheap little game uh, do look for Eversion I think there's a uh, oh I have on that Steam. on Steam yeah, yeah. Um, actually an old buddy of mine put that together oh He's really a cool Brazilian guy named Guile Horme I think cool I gave him some money yeah good do that uh, there's um, anybody who wants to try it it is it is kind of spooky as hell I yeah mean. and uh, I wouldn't give anything away but it doesn't seem like it's going to be at first right? no yeah, yeah. That's, well the, the the juxtaposition is really what makes it yeah I is agree. it on Mac I have Steam for Mac I have no idea I get nothing I'm gonna say probably not it seems like only Valve games come to Steam for yeah, Mac yeah no it's true yeah. yeah it might be worth looking but I yeah. couldn't tell you I can also say um, I haven't played it I've watched a few videos of it and I mentioned it in my Silent Hill 2 feature that I've been writing um, it's a game called Hide it's freeware mm-hmm and it's a low res, uh, extremely low res, like really rudimentary graphics. But it's you are in this like snowy forest, and have to find these certain like um, either I forget these certain points within the forest while something is chasing you. Mm-hmm. Uh, look up videos of it; it's really fascinating. I'll, if I can remember, I'll, I'll include a video of it in the blog post. But uh, as far as I know, it's free. It might be one of those TIG Source projects, one of like the yeah. nine million like awesome things that come out of TIG Source. Yeah. Just no like, shortage of those. Oh, speaking of that whole clique, um, if anybody wants to look up, pretty much anything Cactus has made is is usually kind of creepy as hell. Yeah. Is he? Uh, uh, what? The, oh, uh, Jonathan Soderstrom. Okay. He's a little indie game maker. He's nominated to the IGF all the damn time. Occasionally he wins something, but he just he just makes really really weird, very obviously Lynch inspired games. Oh, cool. Um, I would try like Mondo uh, Medicals or Mondo uh, Complex were a couple good examples. And his name is Cactus. Yeah. His. Uh, uh, yeah, his, his handle. handle. So yeah. yeah, if you search for Cactus Games or Cactus Arcade, you should probably be able to find like a like a collection of them. Those are definitely worth trying. Hmm. I will include that in the blog post. We'll, okay. So while we wait for calls, let's talk more about scary games. Are there any games out there you guys had to stop playing? Oh yeah, because they were too scary. Well, especially when I was a kid. I wait, mean, I'm not, stop as in stop. Just like as that's in just it. Didn't I, come back to. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. No, that's never happened. But guys, no, that happened to me. was mine. Yeah. I okay. already mentioned okay. that. Yeah. Um, and I feel kind of bad. I, I tend to bring this up like every other podcast. But the, the, <laughs> the Alien game for C64. 
Oh, is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Go that's, on. That, well, that's, again, it's, it's an example of a game with really primitive graphics. Mm-hmm. It's essentially just a map of the ship, and you have little stick figure guys and a menu that you scroll up and down with the joystick to tell them what to do. But each one has kind of their own personality, which is randomized at the beginning of the game. So you have the whole Nostromo crew, and there's Ash and Dallas and all of them. But it randomizes which one is the android. So you nice. don't know when he's going to flip and try to fuck you over, usually at the very worst possible time. And each one has like their own specific phobias. So one will be afraid of being in an enclosed space with a lot of people. One will be afraid of being in vents. One, um, one will be afraid of being alone. And you figure that out through trial and error when you're moving them around. And then, of course, you know, the alien shows up. And it's not quite a full screen thing, but it's like this big animated picture of the alien. It makes like some whoop, whoop, yeah, whoop noise. That's enough. And I dropped that and walked away several times <laughs> when I was a kid. And to this day, I think the best score I've managed to get was like 10% by killing oh, everybody wow. but one person have you tried to conquer mm. your fears with the latest ds game i heard it's pretty good infestation I, oh i haven't seen it oh yeah mm. it's uh jeremy gave it a good review right yes yeah. oh i'll have to look yeah, for that yeah. it's a it's a metroidvania i know he doesn't like us using that I word i hate that but word yeah. I, there you go. Oh, i'm sorry i think i coined it Castleroid uh, adventure yeah <laughs> castle Castleroid sounds more like an ass yeah. problem but yeah <laughs> just no no i was gonna put out there why i hate that word it's just like that when, playing uh, when, uh, no what was that what was that chair entertainment game the downloadable game uh, that, uh shadow complex yes right. when that game got reviewed every fucking review said yeah. that word. that's why i cannot hear that it's word okay anymore. it's okay yeah. it could be a better word but it's not uh yeah. so there's no game you had to put down no and if i did it was just to take a break and okay. kind of like collect myself but i always went back in same thing with like mm-hmm. movies as well. I've, I've I've heard stories where people were so f- afraid of a movie like The Exorcist or something where they'd walk away and they just say, "I can't do this. I cannot watch." this I movie. don't understand that. I never understood yeah. that with The Exorcist. That movie like, never. Well, maybe re- that that's yeah. not the best example, but it's still, oh yeah, like, there, yeah, there are yeah. a few. There are yeah. some movies that are uh, too gory. For, I'm not I'm not a fan of gore. So right. Two, yeah. Some yeah. Movies so are a anything directed yeah. by Rob Zombie. Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, maybe not. But uh, God, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a game. I, okay, this is kind of shameful. The Human Centipede game. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. only for connect uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, maybe dark souls will be the game i put down and we'll go back to but not because it's scary it's because it's freaking hard yeah that's that's a little different uh yeah. well actually silent hill 2 was a game that i tried to play when it came out and was too much for me yeah to mm. tell you the truth and uh it took me a long time to get through silent hill 2 yeah, yeah. like yeah. not just being afraid just it, it did a really good job of uh instilling you with dread just like i yes. don't want to go on like yeah. it definitely succeeded that the, the whole fear of action thing it yeah succeeded. i think uh, yeah. one of the best games of doing that let's take another call yeah Hey, thanks for calling Retronauts. Who are you? Where are you calling from? Oh, hey, uh, this is Matt from Massachusetts. Hey, Matt, how's it going? I've got Scott Sharkey here and Jose Otero, and we're talking about scary games. Yeah, uh, I, I bet that a lot of people probably might have talked about this, but just the be- uh, Resident Evil 4, just the very beginning of it, mm. I felt was so perfectly crafted, like that moment of, of, of dread of the visitors, villagers coming in and... and uh, the chainsaw guy and just kind of the randomness that I remember the first time my friend played it it happened in like two seconds and then for me it was it said like I was sitting there you know hiding behind something and just like waves and waves and waves and that the tension of that was just uh, fantastic yeah I think that game uh, it's not outright scary but no game really does tension any better than RE4 yeah. that I've seen really it just uh I mean, especially you, you You mentioned the chainsaw guy. Like, anything that can kill you in one hit and then you can see approaching is just, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. instant instant terror. Yeah. Just, like, what do I do to stop him before it gets to me? Well, and the fact that they throw you right into that moment. Yeah. Like, in the game, I mean, it starts out really slow for maybe the first couple of minutes, and then, wham, the whole village wants to kill you. Yeah, and, and then from that like, point what? on, you're in big areas with that many enemies, like, mm-hmm. and you have to figure out, like, how to survive and yeah. escape. So, yeah, I would, I would agree with you. Uh, I, I don't think RE4 is scary, but it, it does tension like no other game. That's why I like it a lot. 
mm-hmm. it, it gave me a really strong sense of dread. I remember, like, I, I had to set the game down, and I didn't play it for a day after that because I thought it was going to be nonstop moments like that. Oh, and right, then later yeah. on, I played, and there, there were some, like, scary moments and tense things, but I remember just, like, at first I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this kind of game. Hmm. But, so, anything else to add about uh, RE4 or just scary games in general? Uh, I don't know. I guess, I guess I was younger when I came out, so it was probably my first, like, survival horror game, and now playing stuff, I don't know if I'm spoiled, but Control seemed so key to me after playing that game, as opposed to, like, the, everyone's like, oh, tank controls, you need them. Mm-hmm. For for scariness, and now I I'm, I get really impatient with, with you know older survival horror games. No, it's easy to get spoiled. I mean, uh, like I I mentioned that I recently re-reviewed RE4's HD whatever, uh, like a month or two ago, and um, I was surprised that people are still complaining about the controls because for me they are perfectly suited to that game, and I think changing those controls for that game would have made it way too easy. Sure. And I don't think they're necessarily like complicated on purpose i just think that that was what worked for that game at the time you know this is before gears of war and whatnot uh mm-hmm. would, yeah. would advance that so yeah but it is really hard to go back to re re's past like i also re-reviewed code veronica and i'll tell you what i cannot uh, play uh, oh yeah no, I, I can't either yeah. it's i don't know I, I i've seen actually interviews of the developers and stuff talking about this too it's like no we like the tank controls i mean it being hard to steer your guy creates more tension and it's yeah, like yeah well you could also cut off my thumbs that'd make it hard <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't want to give them any ideas Just like play with your feet uh mm, for yeah. the next level or something yeah mm. so all right cool hey thanks a lot for calling in matt yeah sure awesome I'm the only guy in the room who will go back to tank controls. I think it'll just be like riding a bike, but maybe, I don't know. For some reason, RE2 was easier to control than RE Code Veronica. Like yeah. I told you, oh, yeah. I, I bought RE2 again after I played yeah. those other RE games just for fun, and uh, it was a lot easier to control. I don't know why. I'm going to no. go back to the remake, just because I've, I've never like played and finished that game, and I always wanted to. Mm. Um, yeah. But now, Code Veronica really was one of like game. three Dreamcast games I had for a while, and I still couldn't get myself to get rid two? of it. Now I'm curious. I think like Sonic Adventure, because it came with it, and like Jet Grind. Oh, cool. oh, so yes. yeah, did you, you so like Jack Ryan? Yeah, right? of course oh, I did. God, yeah, I'm trying to talk Bob into a Jack Ryan podcast. You don't need to talk me into it. You need to help me do the work. Yeah, I have to help him <laughs> do the work. That's right. Okay, so now we know. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention is, um, I don't know, uh, a game that I found scary, but not so much that I couldn't play it as a kid was the original Maniac Mansion. Oh yeah, and uh, it was. I mean, as like if I played it when I was older, I could have seen what they were going for. But as a kid, I didn't understand. You know, it's a take on 80 slasher movies and you know yeah. B movies or whatever. But for me, being in a place where you weren't supposed to be, where the world continued to move around you without your input, uh-huh. was like, even to this day, is still kind of like a scary and intriguing idea. Like, it's why I like Majora's Mask. Yeah. It's why I like The Last Express. It's why I like Dead Rising. Like, that very idea of you not having con- complete control over the game's world right. is, um, I don't know, it's really intriguing to me. Would you guys agree? I oh, mean, yeah. certainly. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Can you think of any other good examples, though? Hmm. It's so hard to do right. Yeah, and uh, it's hard to do in the first place, which is why like Zelda never returned to it, for instance, uh-huh. and uh, which is why. Well, I guess people complained a lot about Dead Rising, but they didn't really change much. Mm-hmm. Which I say, hey, good for you guys. You know, stick to your guns. I mean, yeah. I, I guess some more elaborate Western RPGs like Oblivion or something. Yeah, accomplish that that's sort right. of. But even in that case, I mean, the game is waiting for you to advance in quests before it, like drops something on you. Right. But I guess in, in Fallout, like. Some NPC could like clip through the universe and like end all your requests <laughs> in mid uh, progress. So I guess there is an element of randomness. But yeah, yeah, like just being like okay, breaking and entering in a house when you're a child. You know, like yeah. you know your boundaries, <clears throat> and that game just opened them all up to you. I'm talking about Maniac Mansion again. Sorry. Yes, I figured. Um, and then like getting caught by adults and like uh-huh. thrown in a basement. I mean, I don't know, just something about that game. And 
it was legitimately terrifying to me, but not so much that that I would go like when Nurse Edna was chasing me down a hallway. It was like <laughs> like my hands were like shaking and I was all sweaty and stuff. But I don't mm-hmm. know. Well, yeah. just your dwindling cast of teenage idiots too. Yeah, was yeah. Always... And something really interesting happened to me in that game, and I, I need to look into it because I'm, I'm sure it's part of the game's programming. But if you take too long in Maniac Mansion, the characters won't respond to your commands anymore. Really? They'll just say the meteor is in control now. Oh, and I don't recall that. Wow. Yeah, I, I need to try it again because I think it was because I took too long. But like after a certain point, the meteor just wins and everyone's under his control and you can't even move. The game, you just have to reset the That's game. That's an interesting failure state. Yeah, and like wow. I was kind of freaked out when I saw it. I was like, uh, should this be happening? You know, you're not sure if your game is broken or if you're like trapped in a nightmare world. But uh, yeah. yeah, Maniac Mansion. Recommended. Thanks for calling Retronauts. Who are you and where are you calling from? Oh, my name is Kane and I'm calling from San Francisco. Your name is Kane? Yeah. Awesome. How's it going, Ken? Local boy. Oh, it's going fine. Uh, did you guys talk already about Club Tower? Oh, uh, we were actually <laughs> just hoping that somebody would. Yeah, somebody yeah. would bring it up. Okay, I've got Jose Otero and Scott Sharkey with me, and I think Jose is the one who brought up Clock Tower, so please go on about Clock Tower. I need to know about this. Uh, well, like, uh, about just the first game, because the third game was actually a joke for PlayStation 2. It wasn't scary at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen uh, images and movies of that game. It looks pretty uh, ridiculous. Clock Tower 3, yeah. right? Yeah, Clock Tower 3. Okay. But Clock Tower 1 was really like a scary game. I remember playing it like maybe like, wow, 10 plus years ago. Yeah. And like I remember like once that I was like trying to escape from like uh, the Sermon and, you know, like it was in, um, in the garage area. And, and then like it will disappear and then it will like totally scare the hell out of me like by dropping from the from the ceiling yeah i was just watching uh, videos of that game not too long ago and uh scissor man the villain or the murderer or whatever you want to call him in the, in the game can pretty much appear at any point from any door or like window or whatever so I, I forget what happens in the game do you hide from him yeah you have to hide from him uh okay. or or you can also like um well the bad thing about it is that if you want to try to like fight him well not fight him but you know kind of like not to make you kill you you have to rest mm. and to like kind of like um to recover your stamina but that takes like two three minutes and it really it's like a bomb there so can, can he kill you while you're resting like while you're sleeping or whatever or no it doesn't really like uh, like you actually have to like have a to make an action you know like you actually have to like uh, examine something for it to you know to start like following you oh, if so you're not doing anything he doesn't appear oh unless I think at, at the end of the game then he starts like popping out of nowhere but that's really like a small chance okay yeah and you guys already talk about like uh fatal frame too uh no not much i was going to later but go ahead uh well i just remember i'm so old (laughs) but i i just remember like wow also like what 10 years ago too no actually it's like eight uh playing fatal frame one that Mm. game was really scary although the second one has some better stories The, uh, the first one you know it's like it was really, like, revolutionary, I can say, because, yeah. um, you know, taking pictures of ghosts and sometimes they will pop out of nowhere, like, really randomly, and that game was really scary. Mm. 
Well, I think a lot of it was also, you know, you, you, you want to be looking at them, which is also, you know, the thing you don't want to be doing. Yeah. So you're just like, man, I don't really don't want to see this broken necked woman sort of staggering <laughs> towards me. And then she disappears and it's like, oh, well, now, now I'm fucked. Okay. How does that work? You get their picture and they, and they die? Well, yeah, or, yeah you, have to, uh, you have to take their picture, especially at certain points and it hurts them more. Okay. But they'll also occasionally just vanish and appear somewhere else and you have to figure out where they are. And you can't mm. see them unless you're looking through the camera's oh, viewpinder. Oh, wow. That, so, is, yeah. that is frightening. Yeah, it is, it is pretty Yeah. Creepy. Yeah, but I don't remember if the first one had, like, that kind of replay replayability, because I remember that later on, like, I think the second one, mm -hmm. uh, you can actually make an album of all the pictures, and you can kind of, like, collect them, like, if they're Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had a pretty, pretty like... full memory card from that. Nice. Yeah, and, and it's really bad that the fourth game really didn't come out here. Yeah, and you yeah. know what? They're making another one. Uh, really? Grasshopper is, yeah. Oh. At first, uh, when they were talking about that, I was like, oh, uh, that must be the one that's coming out for the Wii. But one already came out for the Wii, which is the one that Kane mentioned, and now they're making another one. So I mm. guess they've abandoned that series in the U.S. entirely. Really? Oh, yeah. but I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I heard that too, but it's not going to be like kind of like a spin-off. I don't think it's going to follow the Fatal Frame. Like. Mm. Mm, I'm not sure, though. <laughs> I haven't heard too much about it. Yeah. It is kind of a shame that 3 got a very limited release, too. It ended up becoming collectible fairly fast. Was that a... Uh, which which console was that for? Oh, I have to... I think it was PlayStation 2, but I'm not positive. Okay, yeah. I, I do remember reviewing it once a long time ago. Oh, <laughs> you mean the Tormented? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that game was really expensive. I think it goes for, like, 70 bucks on eBay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess it did yeah, limited release. I think I ended up gave, giving my copy to Jen Frank because she couldn't find it anywhere. So yeah, yeah. and and and, and it seems like um, I tried to play it a little, but then I couldn't find time. But mm. uh, it's supposed to like tie in like the first game and the second game. Yeah, but but I don't know. Like I just never found time because I was out of work and stuff. No, no, like everything's just on the go. Yes, that means you are old. So welcome to the club. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm listening to the podcast, and I'm really loving it. I'm like listening to every like podcast, and just re-listening like some of the old ones. Just fun. Oh, thanks. We appreciate it. And uh, hey, take it easy, Kane. We're gonna let you go. Uh, all right. Bye bye. Try something. Will, will someone call about Tecmo's Deception? Yeah. Which wasn't a scary game. I just but wrote that, that down. I really enjoyed. Uh, yeah. Please talk about Deception. I, I like it too. Oh man. Uh, so PS1 era, obviously made by Te Tecmo. But you, uh, you, you were killed at the beginning of the game, mm -hmm. and then you were kind of put in charge of. Um, recruiting, like killing people to capture their souls to bring back. I guess it was the oh, devil. Oh, yeah. You, know yeah. yeah. you said traps yeah. in the house. They, yeah. they get lured yeah. to that. They get compelled to come to the house. It was great. Each and chapter. And you use a crystal ball. Yeah. yeah. To kind of like set up. It was traps almost like a dungeon keeper sort of mechanic. Yes. Yes. yes but uh, in the first person. And uh, each, each chapter had its own like little story. And sometimes yes. you felt bad for the people that you had to kill. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to this castle to steal this treasure because I need to buy my sick yeah. wife medicine yeah, or something exactly. like that. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. And, and you'd be like, sorry, buddy. I'm going to kill you. And then you would. Yeah. I only I only played and finished the first one because it felt like the, the, the sequels just, I don't know, they got like sort of out of hand. Is it called Kigero? Uh, no, that was uh, a different uh, No, that, that was a different series. Yeah, that was yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, you're no. thinking of Koldeka. Oh, okay. Kigero was Deception 2. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. There was a Deception 3 and then they eventually changed the name of the game to Trapped. 
tier, oh, okay. e, tier, tier APT for the PS2. I think that was the last one. <sighs> okay. That's, yeah. that's confusing. I wish they'd bring that back. I would love to play that game now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, you basically set up traps ahead of time and then mm-hmm. say, hey, let the, the bad guys come in. And then yeah. you figure out a way to... Uh, to set off the traps you have to be in the same room though right like, well you would you can also lure them into the traps like you'd let yourself be seen because i mean the whole yeah. game was played through first person so you'd let them see you and you'd go through a door and they chase after you and you could lead them to where you'd pull the switch and then spikes would come out it of was the floor like, like so it's like a, like a first person tower defense except you have guilt yeah uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah mix okay. it home yeah. alone with that and you've got a deception <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you do something with paint cans it's like drop tarantula and on. then at the end of the game you chose between either bringing the devil or whatever beast it was called back to life or killing it so mm-hmm. at the end you still got to be uh the savior in a oh, way, okay even if you dicked over a bunch you got of a binary moral choice at the end yes <laughs> big surprise but yes oh, yeah, yeah like tecmo why don't you bring back deception yeah. what is tecmo doing let's ask ourselves uh, do we know uh, Ninja Gaiden what was that yeah, really bad lots of Ninja uh, Gaiden <laughs> what was that really bad Gears of War Japanese Gears of War oh uh, what was that jeez oh god uh, it was about a tower right yeah yeah tower. something yeah I don't remember it's so uh, it sounds memorable yeah it's so yes. not memorable yeah. we can't remember the name mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no exactly man Tecmo yeah Deception was great uh, I like the second game too I didn't play I didn't play it I wish I had yeah after that they put you they p- made the main character a girl and they, they took the camera away from the first person to the third person. Okay. So I don't know if that affected things too much, but I prefer the first person. I prefer first person thinking about it, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. back then, I mean, we were using a D-pad to navigate sure. first person, uh, you know, PlayStation rendered universes. But still, it was cool. Yes. Oh, I was going to actually, I forgot about it, but uh mentioned the scariest thing I remember from Fatal Frame 2 was they did like this promotional thing with a bunch of magazines and other outlets. Oh, okay. Where they worked in like pictures of some of the magazine's editors as ghosts. <laughs> and the time I was playing this, I was still freelancing when I was, when I was living back home. And I, I think I owed Milky an article about something and I was like avoiding him online. <laughs> I didn't want to deal with that shit. So I was playing Fatal Frame when I was supposed to be writing. And I snapped a picture of this one ghost that popped up through a window and it just freezes and it's his face like glaring and it just says James Milky underneath it. And it was like, what? the fuck is he stalking he became me? the I, lawnmower man yeah and then was, every phone rang in the universe <laughs> it was it was just a really it, of course this is like four o'clock in the morning and i was already kind of bleary and spooked from the game yeah like, that's not right that's reality is unraveling that is nuts okay so scary games i don't really know i'm trying to think uh because playing through each of resident evils i mean granted after with each sequel, I guess it got less scary, but mm-hmm. it was still something that was fun to. You know, we could go, go back to, to NES stuff, honestly, uh, especially oh, some yeah. of the uh, like, sh- like the Shadowgate style adventure games. Um, Uninvited oh, yeah. was a good mm-hmm. one. Um, yeah. I, I never f- finished Uninvited. The one thing I do remember about that was it was another game with a time limit, but it was very passive about it. I mean, it didn't tell you that you had a time limit. Right. It's just periodically this huge red skull would <laughs> yeah, show up yeah. and it, like creepy music, and it was just like this is getting worse. Yeah, you know, yeah. Stop fucking around. Yes, yes, yes. And that always creeped me out. Uh, Shadowgate creeped me out because it was w- the one game where. Where, uh, you could kill yourself mm-hmm. like you sword on self and it would yeah. describe it in vivid detail <laughs> and i was like seven or eight i was not ready for that yeah <laughs> i would just keep doing it out of morbid curiosity like the blood pours from your wound as you think about your life and blah 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 it's like wow that's, that's pretty deep poisoning Grim. little yeah. bob mackie <laughs> yeah terrible. it's kind of surprising what, what got through nintendo's honestly zealous filters yeah i think mm-hmm. if they didn't yeah. see it past the first like five minutes they were just like ah, oh, whatever oh, it yeah. didn't happen yeah yeah just like all the stuff in google 13 that got through oh god uh, how, oh, how did that even get published i'm yeah. still blown away so just smoking and shagging through the whole game <laughs> and they never had sort of a hot hot coffee level like incident right imagine that would yeah. have been crazy your children <laughs> having sex in video games yes yeah, it's called would've... golgo and your teen's gonna be doing it right now <laughs> <laughs> that's Son, uh... do you do you do golgo <laughs> I learned it by watching you. 
parents <laughs> who sense. use Golgo have children who use Golgo. Mm. Sorry. Now, now I just want to say Golgo. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> yes, much. Yeah. Golgo mad. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Does <laughs> so anyone getting... here play like Friday the 13th? I mean, uh, oh God, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, were those that games game any... sucked. Was it really that bad? That game sucked on toast. It was, yeah. that was the, oh, fuck that game and everything yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. It was just this, this really, really, it was LJN, so it was kinda, wasn't it? Did you play as It Freddy? sounds like the second no, you movie played the way as, you're describing it. It sounds like, it sounds like the second, was that, was that the Dream Warriors? Was no, that the, no, no, that, that was the, the one with the one. kid that was becoming Freddy Krueger, like, oh, okay. Home, no, no, this was, yeah. this was the one that was, yeah, so it's, you have a bunch of kids and each one has like this separate dream realm they go to where they can become an acrobat or something and mm. throw javelins. That was and, the Dream Warriors. That was the third That was the Dream Warriors. Yeah, that was what it was based on. It was mostly just like you're running through town and there are these giant disembodied claws walking around the ground like a fucking koopa trooper and it was just oh it was it was just such a sloppy mess so mm. it was sort of like back to the future two and three that's, that's yes, what it sounds actually, like, just like it was, very much. A... was that also ljn yeah yeah yes, yes, you know what i think these are probably using the same assets yeah like, well not the same assets but the same really crappy side scroller them. engine they, they felt yep. like an offense so, to our british uh, uh fans out there but they felt like really crappy british like computer platformers like oh, Back to the Future 2 well, like, and 3 like, like Dizzy or something yeah well, just everybody like, likes Dizzy but no. every enemy is just some random nonsensical thing that has nothing to do with the game world like yeah. Back to the Future 3 2 and 3 there were like spinies and like turtles and it's, stuff it's something some boffin did in his garage and put it on a specky tape yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, he, yeah he mailed it away in a plastic LGN, was bag that? Who the fuck owned LGN? LGN was basically rare. Yeah, it was rare as like we get past the publish limit yeah, thing because like they were making a game games. every month for a while. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And the fact that some of them weren't crap is astounding. Hmm. I'm trying to think. RC Program? Uh, Solar Jetman? Uh, no. 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 Taboo the Sixth Sense. That was that was rare. God damn it! Yeah, it was. I'm so sorry. I didn't even know what that yeah. was when I was a kid. It just seemed like, is this porn? Should oh, I God. not be seeing no, this? No, that was. I, I remember that just because my parents, for one Christmas, they like bought out all the crappy used copies of Nintendo games from a from a video rental that was closing, and one of them was Taboo: The Sixth Sense. Oh, okay. And I was like, gee, thank mm. you. Merry Christmas it, to me. Was that like, uh, was, uh, like sort of like anticipation of fun party game? Like you, yeah, you wheel out? And, and no, it's no. that's one of the worst <laughs> games ever made. That will end a party. The funny thing is, I can't find my copy, and I'm sure I probably mentioned this in the podcast before. But I had a copy of that, and I had a copy of Total Recall. This is how much my parents love me. By oh the way. wow, wow! Um, now you can you can sue them now for that. Probably yeah. that, that is child abuse. But anyway, I remember opening up a drawer <laughs> years later. I think this is when I was living in Minneapolis, and my copy of Taboo was gone. And in its place, I had two copies of Total Recall. So I'm really theorizing that maybe like shit Nintendo games have like a molting process they go through as they mature. Hmm. So like Taboo shed its husk and became Total Recall, and after that it sprouts fangs and wings or something. It becomes it's, like Captain Comic after that, or something. I smashed Man. it with a hammer just to be okay, sure. Yeah, I was, I was uh, scared of it at that point because <laughs> the alternative was somebody broke into my house, stole my copy of Taboo, and replaced it with Total Recall. That is a uh, one it's, strange criminal. Yeah, yeah. That's, not a, not a smooth. I don't, I don't feel safe living in that universe, so this See? molting theory is is preferable. I would okay. have uh, burned it, taken the ashes to the four corners of the earth, and uh, <laughs> well, buried them at a crossroads at midnight yeah, with like yeah. a severed dog's head or Make something. Make sure the spell takes, and we're good. Yep, Jose. <laughs> Wait, what's Sorry. the question? I don't know what the question was. Uh, I guess we're kind of winding we're down. We're just babbling here. at yes. this point. We're yeah. running out of calls. Let's, let's let's wrap up this conversation. Um, I don't know. This is kind of like a heavy, dense question to ask people. But like, what do you want to see from a scary game that you don't think they're doing now? You know, I've mentioned this before, and people tell me it's a terrible idea. I would like somebody to use either the Wii U or the iPad or something that has a camera on the ass end of it, and essentially do Fatal Frame as yeah. an augmented reality game. Yes, mm. I, yes. I think that, would be, that this, would be a blast. Yes. I think there are some games that are, are sort of doing that. They must. The, uh, I mean, I know there are like zombie games and stuff. games. Yeah. I don't know if they do zombies or monsters, so I need to look no, into that. No, I just that. want to find ghosts hidden around the house, mm -hmm. especially yeah. if you could do this as like a community thing where you could 
plant ghosts in somebody's house. Yeah. But you know, because there are there's some uh, there's this Japanese app that uh, made its way to the states. I think it's called Senkai Camera mm-hmm. that you can sort of like plant a note right in this room, like through GPS, and if Neat. someone else comes with it with the AR viewer or the app itself, yeah. they'll see it. So it'd be kind of cool if you could like. I don't know, plant yeah. scares around. It's easy or, to see how this could become mark. boring very fast. Of course. Yeah. 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 But that's that's why we have game designers, and ideally they wouldn't. I mean, mm-hmm. You can you can find yeah. some other hook to make this entertaining. Sure. But yeah. Yeah. no, I would just love to play fight Fatal Frame around the neighborhood. Okay. Also, probably walk into traffic or something while I'm looking for... <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the real scary part. Jose? I don't I don't know if I have an answer to this question right now, because uh, okay. it, it's been a while since I've played a, a, a lot of... I mean, I used to play a ton of survival horror games. I mean, I even played... Alone in the Dark, the new nightmare. Because that's oh. when Alone in the Dark became Resident yeah, Evil. Do you remember yeah, that? They that were trying yeah. really, they, really, they aped it terribly, really hard. Actually. Yeah. They had uh, a couple of cheaper or interesting scares, I would say. I remember yeah. one specific one where you walked down a hallway, and this was back when the backgrounds were still sort of matte paintings, and you were kind mm. of a little figure walking through them. Um, and if you, as you walk down the hallway, like something walks by in front of the camera, they do like one of those like horror movie oh, style, that's like cool. holy shit. I like that. And I was just like, whoa. Uh, but that's one of maybe two things that happened <laughs> in that good game. Ideas. Yeah, the rest uh, is just absolute shit. I see. Damn. <laughs> well, maybe you can answer this. Uh, I'm going to say my idea. Uh, okay, go. I've wanted... Okay, this is my... If I ever got to make a game, I would make this game. Sort of like a Left 4 Dead um, style four-player, multiplayer PC game, mm-hmm. console game too, where it would be you would be like one of four teens in a house against like a serial killer or some uh-huh. sort of movie monster. I'm not sure how the gameplay We've would work. We've traced the call. Yeah, something it's like that. It's coming from inside your pants. <laughs> Get out of your pants. It's like you can stop to have sex to recover health. I don't know. Uh, but something taking those ideas from like 80s horror movies and making you it You don't stop like, to have sex to recover health. You stop to have sex to get axed in the head or something. Well, That's... I'm sure that will happen too. But there are a lot of games that sort of... Um, there's one game, I forget what it's called now... Uh, it's made by the people who made that game, uh, four-player game where you're on a boat. Oh, the ship. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love the ship. Actually, made this is game. one of my favorite concepts. Um, I forget they made one with uh, like a horror movie sort of uh, setup, mm-hmm. and there's also the block, I think, or dead block for. I haven't seen that XBLA. One. Sort of like the same idea as Left 4 Dead. Here, I want there to be like one enemy mm-hmm. and different gameplay mechanics where you try to fight it back against him. Who is? Well, you can maybe do it like the hidden and have one player be that that serial oh, killer. That could, yeah, you that could, could alternate, too, like yeah. whoever won the previous round, or yeah. Yeah, yeah, just like I would like it to be in Left 4 Dead, where it's very, very hard to win, but when you do, it's very, very rewarding. Yeah, yeah that would that would be ideal. So or some weird variation on like Spy Party or well, something. Well, what I right? would like, I mean, especially with with this kind of concept, because I think we're sort of coming into the same territory, and this is sort of a pet topic of mine anyway. Mm. Um, would it would be if there were a decent mistrust mechanic in there, where there's something to motivate people to kind of backstab each other, where you're supposed to be cooperating, but if you don't, you could be your own worst enemies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that that would uh, kind of like Werewolf, if anybody's played the forum game. Sure. I think okay, I think yeah, that I've would be ideal. Yeah. Mm. Or um, just like this, something like very disguise heavy, where like, uh, I mean, this is not a scary game, but multiplayer in like Assassin's Creed, where like you're trying to find who the person is who is tracking you in one of the modes, uh-huh. and it's a human, and your job as a as the killer is to kind of blend in with the NPC, to look and, like an NPC, and, and yeah. do the best you can to be one, and oh, like effectively that. deceive the person, the mark that you're trying mm. to get to. Hmm. Um, so uh, maybe this is this is like a holy grail lines. of game design, though. There are so many things that can go wrong. Oh with yeah, this. I mean, oh, it's, course, it's very much yeah. a social engineering sort of thing. Like like I did love the ship, but nine times out of ten, people just go axe crazy, and it doesn't. It's not playable. Right, and mm-hmm. I, I think so, there are other games uh, with the same problems, and I know there are probably game designers out there that are like rolling their eyes uh, at us. But yeah, like, uh, how are, naive. Of course you would love to do this, but it's impossible. You fools. Prove us wrong. On game developers, I just want wrong. I just want deception brought back in some form. I think That'd that that game on a, on H in like an HD platform. I don't know, maybe mm. redo the art style because I remember it being a little too colorful 
for sort of a horror kind of game. Yeah, it yeah. was kind of garish and, and uh, gaudy. And yeah. uh, I mean, the 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 first game, the people were basically those sausage segment people that you'd see in the uh, original PlayStation oh, days, right. yeah. like just a bunch yes. of linked together pieces that sort of resembled a human, like fingers yep. painted on their blocky hands. Fingers, yep. if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah. Just, well, like, just no, they're yeah. drawn on. Oh yeah, yeah, like the little lines are drawn on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they nod their heads like a Power Ranger whenever they talk. <laughs> along with the money for his sixth wife, he was getting money for his thumb operation that was happening, and then you killed him. I need to get my fingers separated. But I like games like that. Where you essentially are, you're playing a villain and you're kind of like drawing yeah. people in and killing yeah. them. I mean, well, I, I like Death Trap games. I mean, that. even yeah. Evil Genius, I got a lot of entertainment out of, mm. even though it's honestly by all rights, it's not a very good game, but mm-hmm. it's still fun. Yeah. You know? But something yeah. like that in first person and given a really creepy paint job, that yeah. would be that would be great. Oh yeah, I would say another idea I've always had uh, is sort of like, uh, like I said, I love the idea of a world that continues to have things happen around you without your intervention. Mm. Uh, something like that, like uh, Way of the Samurai, was this really interesting game. That oh, I loved Way of the it, Samurai. It's, in, it's incredibly short, yeah. right? But there are many different routes it can go. I remember the very first time I played through Way of the Samurai, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. So I started one storyline, then hopped to another, then hopped to another, and by the end of it, like everybody was just running around killing each other, and I yeah. had no idea why. And yeah. right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that game, though, there wasn't the real time clock that were things no, were it was, happening. It was like, yeah. You could advance the plot by doing something, and then it would. Have, it was. It was like in three sections or four sections, I okay. think. And it was. It was like one of those. You know those those picture books that is, is cut into sections. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you can mix and match the tops and bottoms and middles. It was kind of like that with the plot. Oh, cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've only played a little bit of it, but I know the general concept. I'd love to see that in a horror game, you know? Like, oh, yeah. you have five hours uh, to just figure out what's going on, to save people, to maybe even find a resolution. Maybe you won't yeah. even find, maybe you can just escape. But eventually, through multiple playthroughs, you'll get a handle on how all these plot threads are coming together yeah. and then actually kind of insert yourself in a way that's competent. Because right. the first few times, you're just either going to die or completely fuck everything up. Right. That's sort of like Majora's I know. Majora's Mask ish. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. a way. Like, that Majora's Mask and Dead Rising, even if you hate them, and I know a lot of people do, those mm-hmm. games are still pretty much on rails for the most yeah. part. There is yeah. one direct path to the ending yeah. that you're supposed to get. Way of the Samurai was like that, except with multiple plots that right. could converge in different ways. Yeah. Also, it had a comic relief black samurai character <laughs> with a big afro. And, why not? <laughs> well, it was very <laughs> yeah. Japanese. Uh, or why? It's a better or, question. Yeah, that's it. a um, better one. Uh, what about, um? does cooperative survival horror exist? I mean, a lot of people complain that RE5 was not scary mm. because of two people. I don't necessarily... It's probably part of it. I mean, there are a lot of reasons re5 wasn't scary yeah i mean it was yeah. it was anything it was more like a james bond movie than it was yeah. a resident well, evil kind of game to speak to that even when i have a, a non-co-op player in a survival horror game let's say there's someone following me I'm, I'm not as scared i feel better even if there's like a fake person that's following me i still feel like more at ease than if i was just to be alone like mm. even when ashley was following me in yeah. re4 i felt more but well, I, I think that, I think that, oh wait, go ahead. well yeah. no, I, I think the problem with re5 and a lot of horror games especially is you're just too damn empowered yeah. I mean, you're, you're carrying yeah, around just a freaking cannon, and yeah. you don't feel threatened by anything. Meanwhile, you have something like Amnesia. There's, like, one monster that, honestly, up close, it looks like Sloth with a hair lip. It's not really that scary. That's, yeah. Remember the original cover art when they when they first put that for out For Amnesia? Here? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. They, they, they had the cover for it with the, with the scary guy right on the front. It mm. just looked doofy. But yeah. meanwhile, in the context of the game, that thing is fucking horrifying. Yeah, and it's, like, the one it's the one enemy in the game. Yeah, is that pretty right? much. Okay, well, yeah. I guess Left 4 Dead pulls it off, too, because they take away power from you the minute yeah. you, you meet in a special infected. I I mean, yeah. you need a partner to save yeah. you, right? Yeah, you're incapacitated. Yeah. When, you, when you're helpless and you have no choice about the mm-hmm. matter, that, that can be really, really creepy. Like yeah. either the spider in, in Mountain King cocooning you or when you lose control of the guys in Maniac Mansion. I mean, just the, the sense that I, I lost control of my avatar. I'm at the mercy of whatever. Is, right, is, right. Is, and it almost demands co-op to it get you out like of that situation. That's worse but, than death in many cases because at least with yeah. death you could restart and that you're just like kind of incapacitated and yeah. you know, either awaiting death or awaiting, you know, resetting the game or whatever. Um, there was an educational game called Agent USA. 
um, mm. where you didn't overtly die. There were these little, you had little guys with white hats and little guys with black hats and tiny little feet coming out. It was very abstract. Um, and there was like a spreading plague that was going across America. Okay. And so you had to buy train tickets and travel around and grow crystals so you could eventually defeat it at the source. But if you got hit, you would it would decrease your crystal counter. And if you didn't have any left, you would turn into one of these little static-headed oh, fuzz bodies. Snap. But the game kept on going. So there was actually a chance if your guy randomly boarded a train, went to another town, somebody might drop a crystal in front of him and you would get control back. So mm. it wasn't an absolute death sentence. Mm. Yeah, I've never it, heard of that game. Cool. It was. It was, like it was as educational educational games go. I thought it was. It was really honestly as games period go. It was really good. Hmm. But that's why I know most of my capital cities. Honestly, <laughs> I would love for somebody to do a remake of Agent USA. I think that would be brilliant. I learned all about San Francisco from uh, Mario is Missing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I still... learned all of it from Manhunter. Oh, that'll. Oh, yeah, yeah. That the second like, one, I think. That's right. It, it was. It was like a travel brochure adventure game. I didn't play any of those, but uh, Mario's Missing taught me that the the Coit Tower exists here. Yeah, I've never been there. That's all I know about it. The Coit Tower is housing a lava pump. That's that's what uh, oh. Manhunt taught, taught Manhunter taught uh, me. That's fiction, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, I, I'm damn. pretty sure. It's also, like... the uh, that, that that ridiculous uh, sculpture out toward uh, toward the Embarcadero, the one that looks like somebody's playing Tetris and the whole thing fell in on itself. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that that uh, there are rat men living in that. Okay, I'll stay Just away from by that. By the way, thanks for uh, yeah. the heads up. That's for uh, any of you tourists out there. Yep. Stay away from the rat, man. <laughs> right? I gotta hate that uh, thing. It's like, oh, the '60s are over, and now you're angry. Let's melt it down and make <laughs> something nicer looking. Industrial bullshit. Anyway. Something you wanted to add, Jose? I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm okay. Good. Yeah. I think we should wrap up, though. We probably uh, should. We are not getting any more calls, and I think it's time for us to get out of this uh, recording studio. But I did want to add a few things, as I always do. Uh, contact info. Uh, as always, we are Retronauts on Twitter. And uh, do you guys want to give out your Twitter accounts? I am Bob Servo, B-O-B-S-E-R-V-O. Sure, Jose um, Otero. So Jose underscore Otero, O-T-E-R-O, last name. I'm just Evil Sharky. Thank you, guys. Uh, And I I encourage you all to check out our blog. As always, I put up a post for every episode. And uh, there are also all kinds of other neat posts that are not related to the show in general. Just search Google for Retronauts blog and you'll find it. And also, I wanted to note that I just saw more reviews for the show on iTunes. Thanks a lot for everyone who's been doing that. And I also wanted to add, in case anyone is wondering, mm-hmm. this is not a request from management or my <laughs> boss. This to is chill. Yeah. This is for me because I think um, our show deserves to be in the top 10 of iTunes video game podcast. Am I right? Yeah. Come on, people. Yes. yes. Someday. Yes. One day. Yeah. So Feedback it, helps, people. Yes. Uh, yeah. Feedback helps me uh, justify spending a lot of time on this show, which is something I like to do. So please... Help Bob achieve his wettest dreams. Yes, the the moistest dreams possible. (laughs) So please, if you have uh, if you haven't, rate us or review us on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. And please be honest. You don't need to give me five stars and say you're the best human being to ever walk the face of the earth. I could be in the top ten or twenty. You you could, possibly. But hey, this is a promise from me to you. If we make it into the top ten of iTunes video game podcasts and somebody sends me proof, I'll do something cool. Uh, what? The wait, show. Wait, wait, you you haven't the, thought this out enough. Yeah, you have not. Wait, hey, what, hey, what's going this on is here? a spur of the moment thing. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but you will you be rewarded your own handsomely. Or something. handsomely. I'll, I'll murder someone on air. We have a video camera. I'm not coming into that show. Uh, we'll find somebody. Don't worry. Okay. okay. Off the street. It'll be maybe. safe. Maybe I won't murder anyone, but we'll put a hamster in a microwave. Uh, uh, yes, in, in the tradition of Maniac Mansion, we will we will microwave a hamster. Maybe. So yeah, please rate and review the show on iTunes. And like I said, actually, we'll put a hamster in a microwave if you don't. Yes. So uh, Mr. Freckles here says, "Please save me." Right? Help me. That's right. So, anyways, I uh, just want to wrap up here. Thanks a lot for listening, guys, and uh, have a good night. Toodle pip. Later.
Friends, it is not over yet. Is that all you have to say? In time, a successor will come. Farewell, friends.